You're listening to CounterTalks, Canada's podcast for the equipment and event rental industry. CounterTalks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine. Now here's your host, Patrick Flannery. Hi everyone, Pat Flannery here. Today I spoke with Jim Clipperton from Norvell Rentals. Uh, Norvell has uh, been doing some expanding lately. They've been in our uh, news section, and so I wanted to just have sort of a general talk with Jim. Uh, do the uh, do the rental talk. Uh, he is uh, a great talker, of course, and uh, well known to uh, I think anybody who's uh, been in the rental business at all out in uh, in BC or Western Canada. Um, Jim and I touched on um, the his his activities, uh, uh, what it's like to uh, to expand and buy companies, uh, what sorts of things uh, he looks at and considers uh, when he's uh, employing that strategy. Uh, we talked about some of the differences between uh, independents and nationals, and uh, and what life is like in uh, in those sort of different subsectors of the of the rental industry. Uh, we got into uh, some technology trends. Uh, some different things that uh, that he's seen at, at shows and around the world. We talked a bit about getting involved with uh, uh, dealership, dealing uh, uh, new equipment as well as uh, your rental side of your business. Uh, Jim has been doing more of that uh, with uh, Bobcat. So uh, great conversation with uh, uh, Jim Clipperton. Uh, always, uh, always entertaining to touch base with uh, uh, such an experienced rental guy. He's been at it for 28 years now, and uh, we uh, we had a fun discussion. So, hope you enjoy uh, Jim Clippert in Norval Rentals. Well, this is kind of fun. I'm here with uh, Jim Clippert all the way from. Are you in Armstrong, Jim? Uh, no, I'm in. I live in Kelowna now. You're kind in Kelowna. the center of the valley. Okay, beautiful. Kelowna, beautiful Kelowna, BC. Uh, Jim will be known to uh, many of you, especially anybody in the West, uh, as the uh, president and owner of Norval Rentals. Um, and uh, Jim has been, uh, you know, one of the real active people in the rental community uh, out there for many, many years. So uh, Jim, Jim's got a bunch of uh, big things going on with 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 the company, expansions, news, uh, all kinds of excitement. Uh, so I wanted to get him on to talk a little bit about that, but also just to have a general sort of rental shit. shoot the shoot the shit session exactly jim exactly <laughs> that's that's that that's 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 really the objective here so i know i'm good at bullshitting so that, that's that's right that's right so you, you put you put the two of us together and people better get their hip waders on <laughs> um so uh listen let's let's start off jim give give us the give us the rundown on uh, uh a little bit about about you and uh, and norval and what what things look like there today well, uh, my father and I started Norval Rentals in 1994, okay. so we're on our 28th year. Um, we've uh, started it on our farm, actually, and it's uh, the joke is our first equipment was actually delivered to our horse barn. Uh, Sean Parks, actually, from Rentquip, was one of the first guys to sit around our farm table and look at a couple dumb farmers and wondering what the hell we're getting doing getting into rentals. But my father's background was uh, construction. He uh, was a house builder in Alberta. And uh, he was uh, on top of our farming. He was uh, back framing and, and doing construction here. And my background is a mechanic. So uh, I worked at a, a previous rental store and I was delivering equipment to him. And, um, and then we decided that, uh, that we could, um, you know, we thought we could maybe run a rental store. So we started with $90,000 worth of gear and the, the two of us and uh, went at her. 
even rented out our farm tractors and our post founders and whatever it took. Perfect. <laughs> Sean must have pointed you in the right direction then, because uh, yeah. obviously whatever he told you to buy worked. Yeah. 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 And then in uh, 1998, so we had four years there in Armstrong. And then in 98, um, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was young, so I knew everything, right? Yeah. So my dad and I would butt heads a lot because I was, you know, started this when I was 22. And uh, I was the smartest kid in the world. And I thought I knew more than my dad. So we decided that we're going to open a store in Vernon, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, as soon as we opened the store in Vernon and dad ran the one in Vernon, I ran the one in Armstrong. Uh, our relationship got smoother. Uh, not that it wasn't, but uh, and then as I got older, I realized how stupid I really was when I was a kid and things just went better. Right. <laughs> And then, so anyways, dad stepped back in about 2006, 2007, and two partners bought in. And then we bought an, we bought out a Volvo rent store in Lake Country in 2010. And then in 2015, 14, 15, I bought out my two partners to take 100% uh, control of uh, Norval. And then I opened up a store in West Kelowna. And then... I took, I sold um, shares to three of my key people within the company. So they each own 4%. Then we opened up our uh, Kelowna store a year and a half ago. And at the same time, we opened up uh, two Bobcat dealerships, one in Armstrong and one in Vernon. Wow. So we wow. have the, we're, we are a Bobcat dealer now in the Okanagan. And then this last winter, I bought out, um, I bought out the assets of a company called West Equipment Rentals. Mm -hmm. So we uh, took over their West Kelowna store, their Penticton store, and their Oliver store, and uh, took on 26 of their team members. And we merged their West Kelowna store into ours. So now we have uh, six rental stores, two Bobcat dealerships, uh, 118 team members. Um, and uh, yeah, only took 28 years. And, <laughs> yeah, to get that. I started, I had hair. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty... Uh, uh, not not bad though. So you're now covering, uh, uh, I would think, really a lot of uh, central BC there, right? Like like the, the the Okanagan, and then and then do you get like how how far afield do you go? Well, we do. We have a pretty dedicated heat division, mm -hmm. so we do some work in Merritt, some work in Kamloops, some work down in the Kootenays, Nelson. Um, we go up into Revelstoke, but our our main core um, is the, uh, the the Okanagan Valley, right. so we can kind of cover. Uh, we, you know, our Armstrong store in the north and then uh, Oliver down in the south. So we more or less cover from the border all the way up to the Shushwap Lakes. With, give, me a, with, give me a picture of the market there. How many people are we talking about? Uh, we only have about 400,000 people. Right. Total. Right. So we, right. we, you know, we're not, it's not a, it's a huge market. Uh, it's not a huge market. And of course we have, you know, we have the nationals, we have Levitt and we have Sunbelt and we have United. So, um, you know, they, they're mostly in, they're all their stores are in Kelowna, but they got good sales guys and they go far afield. So it's, it, I it's guess still you, a competitive market. Yeah. Like I was going to say, I guess you support, I guess you can support that many rental stores though, just because of the things being spread out. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, you've got to have the equipment, in the location, would that be correct? Because like four hundred thousand is the size of London, Ontario, where I yeah. live, and 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 you couldn't you couldn't have six independent running stores, uh, rental stores working in this town. No, I mean, the one the one other thing is um, we've got uh, Kelowna is booming, okay. but it's all it's all towers. So the, the, you know we're getting tons of you know I think 
I think something like 3000 new doors in the next couple of years, but they're all in 30 foot towers, 38 foot towers. So we're getting uh, our downtown core starting to look a lot like say the Yale town of Vancouver, mm. you know, where it's, um, you know, everything's going up in the air where we don't have, because we're between two mountains and where we have so many lakes in the Valley. We don't have a lot of, we, we don't have a lot of room for sprawl. You have to go up a mountain or they they're going up downtown. So okay. yeah, we are getting a lot of, Kelowna is a, is a busy market right now. Yeah, right. How about, do, do you get a lot of exposure to like uh, uh, mining or forestry or 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 any of the, the pipeline? Well, I don't even know how much of that is still going on. I mean, are, well, you, are you guys touching the, some of that? All the pipelines mostly towards Merritt and Kamloops. Right. Um, so we really don't touch on the pipeline end of things. We do have uh, Toco Industries, which Toco is a large lumber mill. We do have a couple of their mills in our valley. Um, we do have a lot of... Uh, like I guess just small small manufacturers, you know we you know we, I like you look at the joke is is Vernon BC which is one of my stores the head office for Cal Tire and the head office for Toco Industries are both in Vernon, oh. and uh, everybody knows Cal Tire so it's just kind of cool to see two multi-billion dollar companies um, based out of their head offices based out of Vernon so we do we do have a good core of of like of a working working people who are always doing little renovations and our market still, we still cater to the homeowners and we still cater to the small contractors. That's, that's Norvell's background and that's, that's where we like to, to be. Yeah. And on the, and on the home building side of things, it's gotta be red hot. Uh, uh, I would say, right. Uh, and that, well, that, and, and like you say, uh, multi, uh, multi res, uh, yeah. in, uh, in throughout BC is, uh, has, has been insane. And like you say, Kelowna has gotta be, among the best among the best areas so yeah you've got all that all that building all that construction to service yeah that's that's yeah it's it's definitely um it's it's definitely it's it's uh it's it's definitely it's a tough little market down in here that's for sure yeah yeah (laughs) you've got to yeah you no, you got to cover a lot of ground right you got to you got to be all things to all people a little bit yeah. And um, yeah, that's, 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 you know, specialization. Oh, I mean, like you say now, now do you, do you, do you take your heat division and, and make it um, uh, kind of like a specialty division? Cause okay, that's the thing all the big nationals have been, you know, so focused on is making these little uh, uh, specialty we, stores. You know, we, we do, ha- we do have one gentleman who's dedicated to heat. Hmm. Um, that's all he does 12 months of the year. Okay. Uh, I won't say that we actually have a heat division because we're still too small of a company to do that. Well, he's your heat so, division. Sorry? He's your heat division. Yeah, he is <laughs> our heat division. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I don't uh, I don't say we I shouldn't say we have a he we you know we we do specialize a lot in it and we've sent him like he he has a lot of knowledge in it. So uh it, it helps out a lot. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, I don't doubt it. It's it's gotta be nice to have a uh, sort of a dedicated person that can that can really focus down on that. How, how's it how's it changed, Jim? Compare compare uh, compare that the, that first delivery to the horse barn to uh, oh, what you guys are what you guys are renting and 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 doing these days. What's uh, what's 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 been the biggest difference? Oh, for for me, it's size. Yeah, you know, we we still try to do customer service is still our one priority. We we you know that has never changed. You know, my dad and my kind of rule is back 28 years ago. I won't say all of them, but a majority of the rental stores you walk into and they they weren't clean. You know, we, you yeah. know, you, you just throw shit on a shelf and you dig through it and you find it. And 
my dad and I always said, like, uh, if, if, and back then, like it's different now because we have quite a few ladies in our industry, but back then if a lady couldn't walk into our store and be comfortable and say that this store is clean, then we're doing a bad job. Hmm. So that was always our, you know, before we opened Norval too, I, like I worked at Bootlegger and I worked at, worked at Marcus Warehouse. So I worked in retail and it was always on, everything was always on customer service and cleansiness. Like, so that's the one thing of Norval is you always wanted, it was, so when it comes to customer service, I don't think anything's changed. Yeah. When it's come to this industry with the nationals getting rid of all the independents, you know, like, you know, we just, um, <laughs> the joke is we just lost another good friend, Russ Walsh, sold to Cooper um, oh. from Easy Rent. And Russ was an amazing man who uh, who did a lot for the industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he'll uh, hopefully still poke his nose around and in once in a while. But with the with the nationals taking over the independents, you just don't get as much um feedback into you know little projects that the independents used to to work on a lot yeah right it's a different Um, uh, different feel for sure yeah yeah equipment wise you know back when we opened uh, a bobcat was a big deal and now we're 125 foot booms and 10,000 pound telehandlers and 84 inch rollers and you know 62 trucks on the road in the valley and it's just like (laughs) for me i still I still have this idea that I'm a farmer from the small town in Armstrong and, but our, our team is, uh, is large now, you know, like, yeah, we talk about, you know, out of 118 team members, we have 60 children that are under, under 13 years old within our Norvell family. Oh, wow. So it's, it's pretty cool that way, you know, you know, our, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a bigger and... it's like a bigger family and you know it's just but it's 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 kind of neat to you know see that kind of a mini community that you've made right yeah you know in the in the in the past you know we're really trying to educate people that uh that rentals is a career yeah. you know like and i don't know if it's never been thought as that as before but you know you get a lot of these young guys and they come in and they're cleaning equipment and then they start saying that oh man like everyone at the front counter, they, you know, they own houses and they have families and, you know, maybe this is a future, you know, maybe there is something in this industry. And uh, that's just us trying to educate. We had a, we had a management meeting there a couple of weeks ago and it's just, you know, telling our guys, just like everyone else in Canada, labor is hard right now, telling our guys that they have to be the recruiters. You know, if you see a young guy that you believe has potential, then you have to become the recruiter for Norval Rentals, you know, tell them that, you know, this, this is a career. You can make good money at it. You know, there's, you can go into mechanics or you go into front counter, or you, you know, anyways, it, right it, now it's staffing is hard. Th- there's something, there's something about the industry though. If, you know, and if, if the word could get out there, but I mean, you definitely see people stick, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, once they get involved and, 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 and mm-hmm. get, uh, get, get working in the, in, in, in a rental store, uh, there's a, there's lots of people that, that, take that on as a, as a, as a long time career and really, really like it. Right. Yeah. I mean, as long as you like the equipment and as long as you like people, I mean, that's, I, I think that's, I think those are the big factors, right. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely good. It's definitely, it's definitely something a play a person could stay. So listen back to the accus the acquisitions and, 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 and you guys on this, this nice expansion you've, you've, you've got, got going on. Um, was that a purposeful strategy, Jim? Did you, did you set out and say, I want to, I want to try to, to get bigger and try to go into these other areas, or has it been more a case of you've seen these opportunities and said, well, if I don't do it, someone else will. And I better, I better take a shot at it. <laughs> 
Well, the so <laughs> the back the background was is my 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 mine and my team's plan, my management, like Troy and Kendra and Daniel and Brandon and and Conrad and, and Rich. Like, the, anyways, I could list them all. Mm-hmm. The, the whole team. Our our plan of originally was to service the valley. You know, to be able to have our contractors work anywhere from a Soyuz to Revelstoke, and Norvell Rentals can supply mm-hmm. them with equipment. They could pick up equipment in Kelowna. They could drop it off in Armstrong. They could drop it off in Oliver. So our our thing was is to try to um to to do the B and C markets, you know, and to really service them and and concentrate on our homeowners and the small contractors who who deserve the same service as you get in an A market. And so that was that was the original plan. And then uh, four years ago, actually, West Equipment four and a half years ago, West uh, it was called. Uh, Westminster Rentals at the time, and uh, they actually came up for sale, and I so I tried to purchase them, and um, uh, I was outbid on the on the purchase price. So I uh, went hunting in West Kelowna because I figured that was a market I needed to be in, and uh, I found a location and opened a store there. Yeah. Then uh, last year with uh, with Sunbelt buying Wind Rentals. Um, we thought that maybe there would be a, a market for the people who want to um, deal with a small independent. Um, so that's when we opened our Kelowna store. And then um, the gentleman who owned uh, West Equipment at the time decided that he didn't, you know, the rental industry wasn't quite for him. He uh, he had other in- business interests. This wasn't his only only company he owned. So um, I was looking for property in Penticton. Um, I do have uh, I do plan on opening a Bobcat. Um, uh, Bobcat dealership down there also. So I was looking for property in Penticton and he heard rumors. So he uh, called me up and asked if I would like to acquire West. So um, we started uh, negotiating last uh, September and uh, closed the deal January 17th, I believe. And uh, so I uh, I didn't have to buy any property down in Penticton. I just moved into his leases. And uh, so it worked out for both of us. He got to concentrate on his other business dealings and I got to... Um, expand uh norvell yeah so it's it's kind of like each acquisition has had its own has had its own unique story right it's like a a different way it's uh, (laughs) yeah it has it's i have to say though it's been well seven six or seven years now of expansion and uh it's time to time to tuck our tail and (laughs) and uh and (laughs) and just concentrate on our core all these little all these little opportunities came came through quite quickly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the joke is that every time my banker sees my phone number, he doesn't want to answer the phone anymore. <laughs> yeah. How do you? So, so how how do you how do you go about evaluating a company when you're when you're when you're thinking about uh, uh, buying them, Jim? What, what what kind of stuff goes through your mind and 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 what are what are really the big priorities for you? Uh, location, uh, team members you know, staffing. Um, the other, like this one was just an asset purchase. So I brought in an evaluator and he did a evaluation on the assets. Okay. Um, it's, it's mostly the location and the team members, yeah. you know, does it work for us? Is it where we want to be? Um, do we see possibility for future growth? So if we put, uh, if we put more inventory into those markets and, uh, so we not only did we purchase West, um, our, my general manager Troy, he uh, we 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 restocked it. So we put a lot of new equipment down there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, uh, and then Bobcat uh, came through and uh, we got some equipment for some uh, brand new excavators, skid steers, everything to put down in that market also. So it was, uh, it was, it, it worked out really well for us and, and uh, hopefully we can increase the uh, market share down in those parts. So, but yeah, it's, it's never, um, for me, it's, it's, it tends to be a lot of motion too, but it has to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can feel it in your gut when it's right. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and like, you know, you've seen me, I've got quite a large gut. So I get a lot of feeling. <laughs> There's lots of wisdom uh, stored up yeah. there. Right. Jim? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, uh, I think that, uh, I, I think that it's uh, it's it, it takes a certain degree of uh, of courage to pull the trigger on uh, on, on on acquisitions, but uh, you know it, it it there's 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 personality types involved, isn't there? I mean I mean some some guys never you know never never really want to go that route, and and, and others seem to have the uh, have the desire to uh, to make it happen, right? And it's and it's interesting, like you and you've been driven by this desire to make sure your clients can get their service, you know, all the way from one end of the valley to the other that's uh that's that's a different motivation i don't know if i've heard of before but it makes sense right well like it's it's you know it goes back to that service thing you know we yeah. we preach service you know we we that's that's our main thing make your customers happy keep your customers happy give them good equipment you know even us like you know small independents can't really compete with the nationals so you know nationals are sending out two three-year-old gear sometimes we're, we're sending out five and six-year-old gear so as long as it's well maintained and the service is impeccable, and we have a mechanic that, that because no matter what, I don't care if equipment's two weeks old or 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 ten years old, the equipment's going to break down. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got brand new pieces of equipment that's shown up and it's broken down first job, and it's just it's just the way karma is, and things don't work out sometimes. So you, you know, I don't care who says equipment's equipment, it's going to break down, and it's yeah. how you take care of it afterwards, and yeah. that's the important thing. Yeah. Absolutely. How's the uh, so? How's the Bobcat experience been? Uh, uh, was there was it a was it a big sort of transition uh, in 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 how you approach things to to, to get into being uh, uh, dealerships as well as uh, rental? For me, it was a complete change of thoughts. Yeah, um, I was lucky that um, I the gentleman who used to sell me Bobcat, John Angard, he uh, was working for someone else at the time and. Uh, it just so happened that he was able to come and and he was been with Bobcat for 20 years. So he uh, he uh, was able to come on and be the general manager of my Bobcat division. Good. So it was good to have his experience. And then we have, you know, uh, Carly, who runs our, our parts and service. She's uh, she's actually a, a Red Seal parts um parts person so she has her four-year training i didn't even know parts had a red seal course until yeah, I neither did I. <laughs> good so my, my thing was is i was lucky i hired and then uh alex came to us from uh, another competitor he's our our sales guy and then our two mechanics uh same thing kyle's got years and years of experience so i was lucky that at the time that i got the rights to the bobcat dealership um there was some amazing talent available yeah. and um um we met with them and uh, convinced them that, you know, that, that, that Norvell's a good team. We've been around a long time. Yeah. So uh, if it wasn't for the talent that um, came and joined us with our equipment sales division, um, I, don't, I, I don't know where I'd be today. But, yeah. you know, that, that team in the first 18 months that we've had a Bobcat dealership 
came in in the top 20 out of over 800 dealerships in North America. Wow. Yeah, John and Alex were down with me in Texas at these dealer meetings and uh, they were came up on stage with me. And, you know, to have to have that in our first 18 months and to, you know, you know, look at our because Bobcat does it on report cards. It's not just on sales. It's on service. It's on customer satisfaction. It's on our mechanics. It's on training um, to be able to do that in the, in the first 18 months. It, it for me, it just shows me that I have the right people in place. And uh, I was uh, I was just amazed on how well they've done. Absolutely. But yeah, for me, complete change of thought. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm lost sometimes. Like I, I look at margins and rental and then you look at margins and sales and you look at it's, it's a completely different, yeah. you know, I had to figure out what absorption was. I had to figure out like, it was like, I, I I'm 50, man. I don't learn that well anymore. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, 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 I need this, I need this dealerships for dummies book yeah. on my desk so yeah. I can read it. <laughs> <laughs> just juggling anyways, all those bloody it's, numbers it's, <laughs> it's just juggling all those bloody numbers in your head standing right yeah. in front of somebody i I don't know how the i don't know how the dealer sales guys do it but uh i guess it's a lot no it's it's stuff. lucky like you know my whole my whole team you know it it it, it worked this the synergies worked well you know the one yeah. thing about our valley here is there's not there's there's really no independence left there's two there's there's two other independents in the Valley, small yeah. stores, and otherwise everything's nationals. So for me, it was like, you know, usually rental stores don't become Bobcat dealerships because you, you can't sell to your competitors. But in our Valley, it's all nationals and they buy on national pricing. They buy direct. So for me, it, 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 it worked out well. And, uh, you know, we're now we can start rotating fleet through our, through our company. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that it must have been attractive to Bobcat, uh, the uh, just the network of, uh, of of business already too that you had, right? Like, I mean, uh, the team, and then and then also all the contacts and all the people you knew and the, oh. and the relationships that Norval already oh. had. I mean, that was that's like a ready-made market for them, right? Yeah, and you remember Bobcat Brad there from South? Well, yeah, everyone yeah. knows Bobcat Brad. Well, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, I can, I probably call that gentleman twice a month you know, to get his opinion. And uh, he's been, he's been instrumental in, in talking me down during certain times where I'm heated. And, you know, the, the man, that the man's amazing. And also Agland up in Lloydminster, uh, Darren and Darren and Tyson, they've been, oh, yeah. you know, it, you know the, the dealership world is a lot similar to the rental world where you have the, uh, the, the support between other dealerships. You know, when I was down in Texas, I, I met people from all over North America and I talked to them about software and, and everyone just opens up and they, they're, they're there to improve you and they're there to improve themselves. It's just like the rental industry. You know, when, yeah. when we have the rental marts and the shows and that where people get together, the ARA show has been amazing. Like I have so many amazing friends throughout the United States because of leadership training and because of ARA shows. And you go down and you talk to them and it, you learn so much about this industry, right? And the Bobcats the same way. They, they, they're, they're there to make you better. Yeah. And it, it's been, I can't say enough about the dealerships. Well, that's good. That's good. So um, less, somebody who is uh, thinking of going out there and, and buying their their second store or their third store or, or, or another store and get and, and, and doing like you do and maybe getting into a, a couple of new locations. Uh, give me some advice for, uh, for somebody looking to do that. What, 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 what lessons have you learned uh, from, uh, from these experiences? 
have an unbelievably strong management and team behind you. Mm. If you if you are struggling in the current store you have, and you think you're just going to go buy another store with new team members and, and have another store, it, it, you're setting yourself up to fail. Hmm. Like I, I have an unbelievably management team with me. Like these guys have been with me since they were 16, 17, 18 years old. And now they're, they're mid thirties, late thirties. And uh, if it wasn't for them, I, I, there's no way I could be where I am today. Hmm. It's it, that's the most important thing is management and your team. Yeah. You know, you know, even, you know, you look at the nationals when they go in and they go to buy another company, they look at the team. They look at the team that's behind there. If they're buying a company and 10 of the top people are retiring, then that company is not worth as much money because right now labor's hard and rentals is not an easy market. You know, like it, you got to know there's a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You know, like every single one of my top guys have started on the, on the wash pad and worked their way up through driver and are, are now either general managers, district managers, head mechanics, um, you know, they've, they've all worked their way up from the bottom because to have all that knowledge on every single piece we rent on how, on how to work it, how to service it, you know, it's, it's, it's so much knowledge. You can't just hire someone off the street to run your front counter. It's impossible. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I, we, we always sit and we say, okay, like this West one kind of came up on us quick <laughs> and yeah. uh, this West expansion came up on us quick, but um, I sat down with my team and we uh, had the discussion and said, you know, are we ready? And honestly, we've, um, I mean, I, I, I probably have to say we probably since January 17th, we probably have 90 hotel night stays down in the South from, you know, my general manager, Troy, or my district managers, Dan and Brandon going down there and staying for three nights, four nights, even, even my office manager, Kendra, she goes down and stays one night so she can go visit the Oliver store, the Penticton store, and then come back up because she works at the head office in Armstrong. Wow. You know, it's uh, it's the team. Team makes everything. Right. Right. Everyone can you can spend millions of dollars, and if you don't have the right team, you're gonna fail. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, with the right team in place, almost all else can be fixed, right? I mean, uh, yeah. uh, uh, well, economic conditions aside. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, and 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 getting to that, um, what did, what did you guys see? Um, now, now, were you kind of like everybody else, where 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 you were embarrassed? You're embarrassed to say how well you did during COVID, uh, or uh, or did the we, or did the pandemic uh, hit you guys? Well, the funny thing is, we did well, yeah. but we also opened we also right opened a cold start store. Yeah, we opened two dealerships. And then we bought West Equipment in yeah. January. So we were doing well, but we were still broke. The phone was flow, ringing, but there was no money. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, the cash yeah. flow was strong. But every time you turn around, the guys are coming to you, you know, coming to Troy or me or, or, or to Kendra and saying, guys, we, we need some more of these. We need so we need some more of this. We so every time you turn around, you know, and it's that customer service thing. Um, yeah, no, it it we did do well during COVID. We didn't have to lay anyone off. We were still Good. trying to hire. Um, we were lucky that when COVID did come through our company, um, it came in spots, so we didn't have to shut down any stores. Okay. Um, you know, it, we 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 always had coverage because. You know, it's it's nice. You know, we have the north and the south. We use the Kelowna Bridge, and you know, our guys in the in the south can cover at any one of the three stores, and our guys in the north can cover at any one of the three stores. 
So, and our, and our general manager and our district managers still know how to write contracts. Unlike me who they just want me to stay away from the goddamn computer and phones. <laughs> Jim, you just go do what you do and just leave yeah. us to, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> go, 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 go help with that engine in the back if you really need to be around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. Anyways, yeah. No, it's no, we, yeah, we, but it, it's been it, all right. It's true though. Their rentals did do well during, during yeah. COVID. We were oh, the we phones, were, especially on that homeowner side, right? I mean, the DIY business went 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 off the hook, and uh, and uh, I, I know a lot of I know a lot of people had their best year ever, twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, it was just yeah. No, we 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 did we we did the biggest expansions in Norvell's history is during COVID. Wow, wow. You know, the only thing we did do on one is we merged one of our stores. We used to have a store in Lake Country. Okay, and due to uh, due to lack of staffing, actually. We, we were the guys there were working we were, we were just having more incidents um because guys were tired guys were working 12 hour like 10 hour days and overtimes and wow. and so we we with that and our Kelowna store only being you know really 15 minutes away we uh we did we did close down our Lake Country store and uh, we merged it into our Kelowna store but we're still we're still delivering out to Lake Country all the time and we're still helping the customers and giving the same service they had it's just not as close to pick up that year but 80 percent of most rental stores stuff is delivered anyways so right right uh yeah. trouble trouble getting trouble getting fleet at all uh, uh parts or, or or anything have you have you seen some of the supply chain stuff or <laughs> <laughs> oh let me tell you stories oh, let fleet. me tell you a story that's what we're here for <laughs> well, yeah, well everything you know i ordered two brand new i ordered brand, two brand new freight liners like last july and I ordered two brand new slide decks. So the so the slide decks showed up, $150,000 in slide decks showed up sitting on the ground. And my uh, dealership calls me, they're great guys. They call me and say, they told me originally my trucks would be here in February. So I had my decks in February. Then they take me for a nice lunch. And they inform oh, me that my- That's your first sign. Yeah, that's the first sign, right? As soon as they take you for lunch, you know you're getting the bad news. Uh, then they tell me my truck's not even getting built to Q3. So oh. I won't even see these two new trucks till August. So yeah, and it's, it's just around the board. We ordered brand new Barreto last spring. And uh, we finally just got the order in and we ordered it all with Hondas. And, it's, and they called us and said, if you want your stuff, it's got to be with Briggs. So- you know, thankful we got Barreto, which a lot of people don't, you yeah. know, but we did the order. We honestly did the order a year ago. Like it was a year ago. And, it, you know, and the other little things that just, you know, it's that, you know, we used to do our, our trade shows. We used to go to the ARA show yeah. and you order your equipment. So usually it's February, you order your equipment and it shows up March and April because yeah. there's no delays. So then you pay for it July and August. Right, right, <laughs> you right. know, there were three equals July, August, September, because that's the way the world worked for 28 years. Yeah. And then so last year, to make sure that we actually got fleet for this year, we're ordering all this equipment in June, July. It's showing up November, December, and they want payment February, March, when everyone's cash flow, of course, isn't you yeah, know, you're not them. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's you know, there's always those little things. Like I sit at my desk here and I, I crunch numbers, you know, because we've got all these uh usually. I, I, you know, August, I have the cash. Do I have the cash? Now you, now you're just, you're just, it's, it's like juggling, right? 
Yeah. So, yeah. so this this the supply chain thing isn't just the lack of the equipment. It's it's trying to figure out how to budget, when to order your equipment. You know, the, you you never know. Like with us ordering Bobcat stuff, um, they tell you, okay, it's going to be eight months out, and then all of a sudden they get a load of something. So you budget for eight months. And then they get a load of chips come in and all of a sudden that piece of equipment's on your floor in three weeks. Yep. Right. And you're like, well, I budgeted for that eight months from now. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, at the, you know, it's not something the nationals have to deal with, but it's no. something us little independents, yeah. independents do, but even the nationals, you know, they're, you know, they'll go in and try to, you know, you know, buy, you know, they buy Janie blocks and stuff. And, and now Janie's saying we can't supply, like I can't get a piece of Janie until next year. I, I don't think it's been any party on the nationals end either. Cause I, no. they, oh, they've, no. you know, they, 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 they've got some similar issues in it, you know, and they're buying, you know, 10 of it. Right. So, yeah. and, 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 and so it's, it's just that much more of a delay or yeah. you're taking partial, like it, it, it's really, uh, Oh no, it, it's pretty yeah. much the, the whole now, but it's the but uncertainty. If I can't pick on a national as an independent, then I just lose all my fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, no one's crying, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's it's I I think it's yeah it's 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 been this it's been the same everywhere. And uh, have you noticed any improvement? Is uh, uh, anything changing, or is it still? Uh, no, Honda Motors are still really still hard really to get ordered. Honda Honda, of course, is you know main main power supplier for most rental stores. So Hondas are backed. Um, you know, Bobcat has been really strong in their deliveries. We're starting to see equipment delivered. Yeah. Um, so Bobcat's been strong. Um, but retail orders or like stocking, actually having stock on our yards is really non-existent right now. It's either you have to do a retail order pre-sold or something that's going right into my rental fleet. Mm. Um, you know, uh, we're lucky, uh, um, we ordered all our Weber reversing plates last year and Weber has been an amazing company for us. So yeah. we got all our thousand, our CR sevens all showed up. And, uh, so we've been, we've been good that way, good. but no, I, I don't think, honestly, I think it's, it's going to be, I think we're, we haven't even experienced the worst of it yet. Oof. I think, I think it's going to, I actually think it's going to get a little bit worse on supply. Wow. You know, you know, you, and you look at the used market. well, you know, we used to be able to go pick up like used, used, 45 foot booms for like 28 to 30 grand that the market's gone now you know the one barely anyone's selling used booms if they do they're they're sacked you know united sunbelt levitt they're not selling their booms because they can't get their replacement right so the used market's just gonna go up so you're gonna see you know telehandlers we used to be able to pick up used for 65 we're now going for 95 and then your return on investment the unit's still gonna live the same amount of time but you've got to re- you got to get another thirty thousand dollars return in that same amount of time. So, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping with this it actually, and then you know you, you hear the rumors, but we we're hoping that you know you don't see discounting on prices because there's no equipment to be had. So why is anyone discounting on prices? You're you're hoping it brings well, and with the the cost of fuel and the cost of labor and the cost of everything nowadays, you're going to see prices have to go up across the board. Everyone's margins are getting squeezed. Even though we're doing well, the margins are getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. So, oh, I can't. I think, I think you're going to see it. Yeah, like how could anyone be contemplating a discount in this environment? I mean, I mean, the the I mean, if you're desperate for business, 
you know yeah. but i mean i mean the fact of the matter is you like it, it now more than ever it's just obvious you're cutting your throat in the in, in the long term because you know inflation is everywhere and that yeah the gas prices what's gas in bc right now it's it's like a it's like uh it got up to a buck 90 here uh well diesel last week i had to trade my youngest kid for it yeah it was, uh it's, it was two dollars and nineteen cents a liter for diesel. Jeez. Yeah. Again, you know, gas is. I think where gas is back down to a buck eighty nine. It's pretty sad when you say it's back down to a buck eighty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we I think we. I think we came back down to a buck seventy or something, and that, and that's still you know higher than I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, in that in in, in that in that environment, I mean, I mean, yeah, rate rate cutting. People, well, have you been able have you been able to raise rates at all, or have you contemplated that? No, we did. We did a five percent rate rate increase across the board here in March. Yeah, we, yeah. we had to. Yeah, um, of course, we hadn't done raise raise uh, rate and then weekly we have to watch what our our fuels charged out out. You know, when we fill the when we fill our our machines and that, we have to make sure that we have we're charging the proper amount for our fuel. Yeah, um, propane is going to go through the roof here. Thank goodness, heating season's over. Yeah. Maybe we can have some sort of uh, some sort of steady hand by next winter before heat season comes again. Um, but no, I, 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 yeah, we did do a five percent across the board. Um, hopefully, we don't have to do another one. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, inflation doesn't. Uh, well, but people just have to be. They have to be <laughs> really to get into that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, I mean, people have to be realistic uh, uh, about. Uh, about how this thing works. I mean, like, look at yeah. your numbers and 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 understand that you you know you can't be bleeding money, and uh, and and the the costs have to get passed along. And and well, actually, the I guess the only the only saving grace is, um, at least according to every economist I'm listening to, uh, uh, every Canadian household is sitting on a pile of cash uh, uh, about ten feet high. So uh, if you're at least if you're dealing with homeowners, I don't know if all the businesses are. But if you're dealing if you're dealing with homeowners, uh, uh, they can pay your higher rates. Don't worry. So, <laughs> <laughs> but much as they may much as they may claim otherwise, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, what else is going on out there? Uh, are, are you playing with electrics at all, Jim? Um, uh, that that well, seems to be all the rage, certainly at the shows. You know, I was just down at the Bobcat dealer meeting in Texas there, and I got to run that new T7X. Okay. Um, unbelievable machine. Yeah. Like, unbelievable. I the, the power, like, you know, talking to the engineers who are doing it, they're there. The biggest issue that they're having is making sure that the motors don't ramp up to full power at certain times because you'll twist the whole frame. <laughs> you'll turn the thing into a pretzel. <laughs> like, and this thing is 100% electric. It's got yeah. like eight... Wow, eight liters of cooling fluid or something that's uh, biodegradable but yeah. otherwise the, the thing is the thing is absolutely amazing the only problem is is the um you know sunbelt got a good deal they bought 100 of them they came in at two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars us each right so your return on investment for a independent until they get the price down it's just like the cars hmm. until they get the price down yeah um it's going to be a very specialty item. Like I looked at buying a couple of, like we have these little excavators called E10s. They're just little 2,200 pound machines, but they work inside. So we have scrubbers on them for the diesel motors. So I looked at buying a couple of the electric E10s, yeah. but they are um, twice the price. Yeah. So can you honestly go to a contractor and say, 
yeah, this is a diesel with a scrubber, and then this is an electric, but your rental rate is one and a, you know even one and a half times more than the diesel. So I, I think it's the education thing, just like everything. It's the education thing, and it's the price. When I think electrics will be huge when we can get batteries better, yeah, and the price and the price down. You know, I ordered an I I have a Ford Lightning truck. It's showing up here in June. Oh, yeah. I love electric. I love yeah. I love the torque. I love the power of electrics. I think it's an amazing thing. I just don't think it's there yet. I think we're just waiting for that next little that next little hump where the batteries become half the weight but twice the length. You know, twice the running time. Yeah, yeah I, I love electric. I think it's an amazing thing. And and the one I ran, man, like it was running fifty percent power, and it was so smooth, so amazing, so quiet. Yeah. Like, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's cool. I, I think the, the electric world, it's the same thing with, you know, uh, 80 foot booms and 60 foot booms and all the big stuff, you know, electrics, just, you, you need so much power to run those that, you know, even on that little T7 or that T7X Bobcat, it's four to six running hours. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. It's the, your, four, yeah. your four to six running Unless hours. Unless if it's so, cold. And, you know, they say they've got the cold thing beat, but that's okay. what they all say yeah. until they work in Saskatchewan <laughs> or Manitoba. or the guy, the guy in Houston telling you he's got the cold thing beat as always. Yeah. You got to yeah. go. Yeah, no. Yeah. In minus two, this thing doesn't lose an ounce yeah. of power. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's a okay, perfect. You go, go all the way down to freezing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I, it, I, I, there's definitely, definitely going to be a world for electrics. Um, I think so. That the you know there'll be specialty government contracts you know you know there'll be warehouse work where they all they all want electric or there'll be creek work or something where they you know they'll they'll want electric well the water and electric I guess it's just still work but anyways uh, the uh, you can the, seal the, it no, easy well I, you I can seal electric. it up right yeah. you can you can you could you could make a waterproof uh, uh, case around it you don't have to worry about exhaust right yeah uh, yeah no so they they uh, I, I think. I was really impressed with it. I was impressed with all of them. Hmm. Um, the other, like not necessarily electric fleets, but there's some amazing, amazing things coming out for uh, end users with Bobcat. You know, the, the one neat thing that they showed there is you'd be running your excavator with your joysticks. You flick a button and you're running your Bobcat with the same joysticks. You don't even have to get out of the seat of your excavator. Oh, it's remote cool. controlled. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's some really cool things where a guy could, you know, needs a bucket of sand, doesn't want to get out of excavator, flicks the switch, flicks the switch, runs his bobcat, grabs himself a bucket, bucket of sand, drops it, parks his bobcat, flicks the switch. So there's some really cool things coming That's through. That's pretty cool. I Wow. Yeah. I never thought of that, but you could totally do that, right? Yeah. Because it's there's, just there's, a blue, it's like Bluetooth, basically. Yeah. I mean, you're just connecting to the other, uh, the other console. Yeah. There's, so there's some, I, you know, like I, like I said, I, like I can't it. wait to get my lightning to see if it'll beat my other car. But uh, <laughs> I, I really love, I love the electric. It's a, it's an amazing thing. I just don't think it's there yet. Well, the, the instant, the instant torque is, is obviously the nice thing with, with the electric, the smoother it's like you say, every, every, everything runs smoother. Cause you're not, you know, your powertrain's a lot simpler and, and, and um, well, and I guess you don't even need hydraulics sometimes. Um, and the, um, but I mean, yeah, that the, the cost issue and the and the and the battery life issue. What, what's the weight on? What was the weight on that uh, on that TX7 you were playing with or T7X you were playing with? 
Can, can you remember if it was a lot more or if it was the same? I'm positive it was really close. Yeah, yeah. Like so you, they haven't you, added you, a lot of weight. You would flip up the cab. Yeah. Because you're, you you flip up the cab, there's no hydraulic motors. Because on that thing, everything is electric. It's oh, so there isn't over, even, it's not even hydraulics on the boom. There's right no, now. it's not even electric over hydraulic. The whole thing right. is electric. So you flip up the cab and you could store three coolers underneath there. Oh, man. Like it was just completely empty underneath the cab. So it's, 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 I would have to say it'd be the same weight. I'd have to Google it, but yeah. uh, I wasn't, I was so amazed with running it that I didn't yeah. even look at the specs. Well, that I was just like, Holy crap. That was the freaky thing when I got in a Tesla is, 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 is like, it's like underneath the uh, dash, there's nothing, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, empty under there and, and you're going, where is everything? You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like you're, it's like you're in a golf cart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I can't it, wait to go downtown and pull my stroller out of the hood of my, under yeah. the hood of my F-150. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 there, there's definitely a thing there, but yeah, I mean, if the, the cost, the cost is, the cost has got to come down, but it's, the capabilities are are certainly interesting, and then and then if you're if you're if you're renting to 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 again to homeowners, man, that that's attractive uh, uh, to be able to give them an electric uh, uh, version of a of a skid steer or a small excavator or something. That that that's a lot easier uh, for them to uh, to deal with, right? Than um, than than it really anything uh, gas powered. Well, controls are controls. But yeah, I guess you know, controls we, are controls. We, but... You deliver it full. Controls are controls. I suppose you're right. You know, the funny thing is, is no matter what, the homeowners are going to stick it into an area that they shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to stick a screwdriver in that electrical coil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're going to do something. Yeah, something's going to explode <laughs> one way or another. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of technology, uh, I had uh, I had the guy from Dozer on this very podcast uh, uh, a little while ago. Um, online rentals, uh, people, uh, you know, that there seems to be a lot of expansion in uh, in people, uh, you know, trying to set up these these systems where either it's a well. The, the funny thing is, there's a lot of different models for it. I, I, either there's you know, it's it's, it's a combination of of a rental store and then and then a bigger online presence or sometimes it's it's these companies that are trying to compare rates and do an Expedia type thing that's that's dozer across a bunch of participating rental stores um mm -hmm. what, what 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 do you think of all that Jay? I, I mean the, the feedback i get from 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 uh, uh people who run bricks and mortar stores obviously is, is there's just no way this is replacing being able to put your hand on that on the equipment and and having the face-to-face -face talk and and everything else what 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 do you think? Is it is is this the wave of the future or is this a fad? Honestly, man, I and then I'm 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 gonna speak my my 50 years old, my 30 years in this industry, and I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with the bricks and mortars. Like, you know, we we've we've explored looking at doing online rentals where the guys can actually reserve their equipment online. Right. And I, the, the system will tell you that that thing's available, but there's always human error. No yeah. matter what. So you're, I, my belief is you're going to piss people off. Like here's an example is all my excavators are out. Guy goes online and that night, a, one of my 35 excavators come back. The guys say it's returned. The guy that night rents it, books it for the next morning. The guys come out in the morning and there's something broken on it, you know, and they didn't put that in the computer, but they put it available for rent. So unless unless a bricks and mortar store wants to dedicate 30% of their fleet to strictly online rentals, that is booked strictly for online, and you can never take it out of that, and it's only for online, 
which who would want to do that? Mm. Um, I, I can't see the, the online rental part coming to me. I can't see myself giving a percentage of my rent where I'm already getting tight margins to a company that has an internet thing that's saying, okay, I, 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 don't, I don't even know how it works. I've, I've talked to a couple of gentlemen, but they got to take a percentage or something. Yeah. And they're, they're so they, they come tell you that you're going to rent this machine to this person for this. And you got to pay them a percentage of your margins when I don't know. I, I have to say lot, I'm, right? I'm against yeah. it, but I believe in service. I believe in, in someone calling my store, talking to my guys, getting the right item. A guy's going to go online. He's going to book, he's going to book a, a man lift and you're going to deliver him a man lift and he's going to, it's going to be completely wrong. Oh no, I wanted a telehandler or I wanted a scissor lift or I needed rough train. Oh, I need an electric. It has to be inside. Like there's so many questions that my guys ask when someone comes because a lot of people don't know exactly what they want. Yeah. You know, they, they want to cut a hole in the wall. So they call and they want, they want to rent a, you know, a hammer drill and a, and a bit. Well, maybe, maybe it'd be better if they got a saw, yeah. an electric saw and actually cut a smooth line. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's just, I don't know. I think rentals it still should be a hands-on thing. Yeah, I, I still believe that it should be customer service. You should be talking to the customer, finding out exactly what they're doing, what they want to do, you know, what their capabilities are. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. you rent a guy online and he shows up and he's he's renting a, a trailer with a bobcat and he shows up with an S10 pickup or a Toyota Tundra or like yeah. or a Toyota whatever Tacoma. Yeah, you know, like it's just you you need to have that actual conversations with the guys so me personally I, I don't think you'll ever lose like we we have a on our website through point of rental we have a, a an inquiry so they can send a, a message to it comes to me every night like we get i don't know we get probably we probably get five six uh, some days five six a day some days two a day from all six stores and the guy goes on our website he inquires he wants to rent scaffolding for this date and then that email gets sent to my store and to me. And the guys at the store call the guy or email the guy to get the proper reservation. So I don't, I won't call that online rentals, but it's an on, online inquiry. Yeah. You know, and, and we were, he's still doing it online. He's at eight o'clock at night. I get some of them. The other day I had one at two o'clock in the morning. Someone must not have been able to sleep. And they said <laughs> this, this inquiry. And the next morning, my guy at the store opens up the store email and he says, okay, calls that guy right away. What do you need? And, you know, 80% of the time it's what they need. And then the other 20% of the time you walk them through and you make sure that they have it right. So on the whole online rentals, I, I say that I'm old school. I am all for service. I am all for the customer um, team member interaction. <laughs> and uh, absolutely and uh, well it, you know and 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 definitely definitely on anything remotely complicated right which is most of the yeah. rental equipment i i mean i mean you know if it's if it's really really say you know if it's a uh, if it's a freaking driver okay whatever yeah. uh but 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 i mean you know like like you're 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 not gonna do just so so much of the time you're not gonna do and the, and the thing is they have to like it has to get to them anyways right so uh, eventually you end up in that you end up in that interaction somehow or another. It just, yeah. 
you know, if all I rented was appliance dollies, then yep, online, no problem. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe there's more there for the party side, although, well, not not really, because, I mean, th those are even more involved discussions, you know? Yeah, the, the... It's, 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 you know, and it's, I don't know. I just hope that, I hope that rentals never loses the connectivity to the client, yeah, to our customers. I, I really hope it. That's the, you know, that's one thing I love about this industry is, you know, I, I can travel between the stores and I can go to Armstrong and I'll be in the store and, and a customer I haven't seen in maybe a year comes in and right away it's that interaction. It's the talking, it's, it's visiting, catching up. How's the family, you know, the, you know, like the joke in our company is, is our, our drivers and our yard people are the face of our company, but you know, the rest of the guys are the voice. So you can, you can, we have front counter guys who probably talked to a guy for two years and have never, have never um, met the guy at all. Knows all about his family, knows yeah. all about everything, but has never met the guy at all. Yeah. Um, and yet our, our drivers and that have gone in there. And that's why drivers are so important to us. They have to have personalities. They have to have yeah. everything. No, I, I, I think that's what, like that, that, that's, that's a big, that's a big part of the difference between someone who's a, a, a you know, a, a, a mechanic or a construction worker and someone who wants to be in the rental industry, similar skill sets, but, but, but the people that end up, the people that end up in rental are, are the ones who like people. I mean, that just, yeah. uh, I, you know, that, that just seems to be the, 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 the common thread and you're right. I mean, you know, if, if, if someone told Jim Clippard and look, you, you, you got to go hundred percent online and just, you know, fill orders that are coming in over a uh, over a text message. You know, <laughs> you'd probably say, "Forget it." Someone else no. have the company. Yeah. You know, I'm out. Like, yeah. that's when I'm out. Yeah, you know, we we're talking about that recruiting thing earlier, and that's what I told the guys last week. I said, "You know what? We can teach knowledge, but you can never teach personality." So if you find someone with a wicked personality that's good with people, that's good with customer service, I don't care what industry you're in, we can teach them the rest of it. We can teach them the knowledge part, but that personality thing is so important. Like there's so many, there's so many amazing people in this rental industry. You've met so many of them, Patrick, like yep. throughout this, throughout North America. Fantastic. And, you know, some of my best friends are in Australia that own rental companies, <laughs> Mark Scarce and Christine Scarce. And, you know, like they're, they're such amazing people yeah. and you go over there and it's like you were best friends forever. Like yeah. it's just this, this industry just, I think breeds the best best people in my opinion yeah right no it really really draws in really really the the the, the warm sociable personal people to to that point um when are we all getting together in bc again jim uh uh, uh oh. the, the, we, we 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 gotta uh the, there's gotta be uh some kind of a gathering here uh uh before long um um what what what, what are your thoughts there we should uh well, i think i think angie uh Venicamp there i think she's planning a um ara region 10 meeting in bc here right for the, the bc one cool. so yeah hopefully um hopefully she has something done in 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 mid-june there okay and it'd, it'd be awesome you know i had a good visit with rob potter the other day from cooper she came oh, up yeah. to visit and and i talked to aldo from a and v tools i tried to talk to aldo at least once a month and mark sov from from active, you know, so I'm still trying to do my little connectivity in that, but obviously with COVID and no meetings and all that stuff, you know, I, I still, you know, I still, uh, I, I still try to keep in touch with, with our, our BC crew. I was going to say know. those, those are the usual suspects for sure. Right there. You just, I, I listed yeah. them off. And yeah. That, I know Russ is down since Russ sold easy rent. He's right. down in the States on holidays right now, but yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Well, he might be harder him. to get. He might be harder to get involved, but uh, <laughs> see, see what you can do. You know, the, the old voluntold. But yeah, uh, well, Brett, yeah. I was just talking to Brett from Double R Rentals. Yeah, all the usual suspects are still in BC, whether they're with the national or whether they're just uh, it's still independents. So it's it's still yeah. I think I think Angie's got something coming up here for yeah. ARA, and and yeah. uh, we'll have a nice meeting here in BC, and we'll get some picks. I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I need to, I need, I need to, uh, I need to get out there and, uh, and, and see my BC people again. And, uh, and uh, I, I think, uh, I think it's high time that uh, there was a, there was an in-person gathering and everybody can, can get all socialed up. So that'll yeah, be, uh, exactly. That'll be <laughs> perfect. Listen, Jim, I've had you here for the better part of an hour, but uh, that was, that was a fun conversation. Uh, I, I want to thank you uh, so much for joining me. No, always great talking to you, Patrick. Jim Clifford and Norval Rentals, all the way from Kelowna, BC. Thanks so much. Have a great day, buddy. Thanks for joining us for Counter Talks. You can find Counter Talks episodes online at CanadianRentalService.com or on the major podcasting services. Counter Talks is a presentation of Canadian Rental Service Magazine.